Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 116 of the Zest Show. It's your boy, Sir Cezus. I'm back. Took a little hiatus. I know the last time I recorded, you know, an episode, which is episode 115, where we were talking about things before, before the season even started, um, that was September the 16th. So my, my apologies, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode, because it's going to be filled with a lot of content. Got a lot of catching up to do. A lot's been going on in the NBA. It's been a pretty solid season, um, and it's only going to get better from here on out. So looking forward to it. And obviously, I'm going to have my boy trade at XXIV. So I don't really want to talk too much. I kind of want to just get into, you know, the nitty gritty. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my boy, for my co-host, Trade Day XXIV. What it do, baby. Let's get it. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Trey Day all day. You already know what's going on. Hey, it's another episode. We're all back in the spot with the Caesars show. What's good? What's going on with you, sir, Caesars? I'm doing great, man. Like I told you before we started to, you know, hit the record button. It's glad to it's glad to chat with you and, and kick it with you, man. It's been it's been a, it's been quite some time. So I'm I'm looking forward to this episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Nah, I mean, hey, everything's going on, but the NBA is shoot. Hey. It's been. It seemed like it came upon us super duper fast. You know right? what I'm saying? I, just, I was talking basketball. to my, I was talking to some of my friends and my brother. I was like, this kind of feels like, with how everything's happened with COVID and whatnot, it just feels like, like, uh, like the Premier League, just football in general. Like they, there's really yeah. no days off. Like they don't have no time off. It feels like we watch. Well, you definitely we just watched three seasons in one in a sense. Like, isn't that crazy? Yeah. This is third season yeah. in the span of I think less than two years. Like that's wild. So pretty ridiculous. Um lots been going on and obviously we're gonna, you know, get into all that as well too. But I wanted to just check in with you, like, you know, how you feeling, man? I'm good, man. Just running around, man. Uh, a lot of coaching, a lot of just giving back in a way. Because, I mean, anytime you like coaching or like directing people, like, you know, you're just pouring, you're pouring into people, you know. Uh and then in, in turn, though, they teach you a lot of things. Definitely at the age groups I am, you know, you don't have to, like, take not take yourself too seriously. You know, try to have fun in different situations. Try to somewhat times trick your mind or just trick yourself into doing um, the harder stuff or the learning sometimes. But do it in a fun way in a lot of ways. But between Batman, um, you know, we've talked about uh, coming down the stretch to 2022, 20, which is crazy, but coming down that stretch and uh, – you know, kind of just throwing yourself the lot. So, like, you know, those early months of that new that new year, that new season, it's not like, dang, like, I got to, you know, I'm behind the eight balls. Like, now, throw yourself the lot now, get right and keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What about you? What's going on? Yeah, man. <clears throat> Pretty much the same thing in a nutshell. Just what I've realized, and I always say this probably just in different ways, but, like, life is all about <clears throat> trying to remain sane because it's – constant ebb and flow of shit that is going to get tossed your way and everyone just goes through their own form of shit you just never know how someone's truly feeling but yeah yeah, it's one of those points in my life where by default you know you kind of just go through things and you you figure it out and then you figure out what your reason what your why is and you plan and you execute um so i'm just on that plan and execute type shit like i just went through a, a grand world war with myself and now like things have calmed down so um, i'm just okay. trying to sharpen up the tools right now so to say so i'm looking forward to 22 it's gonna it's gonna be pretty fire man so um yeah i mean we can we can go ahead and get into it uh, so many things to kind of get into honestly i kind of want to start with the hotness of the hotness right now okay russell russell westbrook bro um and the lakers in general honestly so the lakers are currently standing at six and five um, they're eighth in the Western Conference right now. Obviously, they have a couple injuries going on. LeBron, um, he has a oblique tear, I think. So he could I'm be sure. back as early as next week. But his past trainer that used to be a part of the Lakers, apparently he said that it could last up to eight weeks, so two months. That would be crazy. Wow, that would um, be crazy. T- yeah, and then THT, he just uh, he had a broken thumb, but he's been cleared to practice, so I think it's fully healed. They're just going to ramp him up. Kendrick Nunn has a bone bruise. Ankles are just ankles are like the new knees, you know what I'm saying? So you got a bone bruise gonna be about two to four weeks in which he uh eventually gets evaluated. And then Trevor Reza had ankle surgery. He's out for eight weeks as well, too. But 
<laughs> through all that, um, they're still eighth in the Western Conference as well, too. Um, and it's been it's been a little up and down. So Westbrook's been averaging 19, 9 and 9, um, five turnovers, He's shooting 41 percent from the field, 26 um, percent from three and uh, under 65 percent from the free throw line. Um, Melo's probably been their most consistent as far as when you need those, you know, that third wheel or that six man, those extra buckets, he's been secure for them and he's been pretty consistent. He's leading the league, I think, in three point percentage. And I think home games, he's shooting over 60% from three. And then for the year, about like 50, 52%, which is ridiculous. Um, 80, obviously, 24 and 11. Um, crazy shooting 12 and a half from three. <laughs> And 74% from free throw. So we haven't really seen it seems like AD hasn't fully recovered from the bubble um quite yet. And um and I think, okay. you know, with time, I think he's gonna he's gonna get there as well too. And then also it's just, you know, that unfamiliarity, like he forced his way out of of the Pelicans and then he came to the Lakers. Each season they had a new team, you know what I'm saying? So um you it's just that that period when you have to just get familiar and build chemistry and whatnot as well too. So I think that's the biggest thing. But one thing I kind of want to bring up is like, how, how is, how is this in your opinion? We haven't talked in a while. How, how does this fit seem to you right now? Um, I mean, it was the, it was the fit that had to happen when some of the, options started to dry up you know some of the resources but like you know like let's go get him let's go get him and then you look at russell westbrook he's going to get you your numbers are they the most efficient numbers um but to answer your, your you know your your one question um i think the fit is what they thought it was going to be um but when it comes to the chemistry of it when it comes to the execution of it um like and we'll get, I guess we'll get deeper into it as we go, but like even like Frank Vogel starting uh, Russell Westbrook with two centers on the court, you know, he's a driver, you know, he needs probably some more shooters. He probably needs like AD playing the five and such and such like that. But even then you're playing in a Western conference that's not really letting up. Um, so the fit is kind of what they knew they were going to get at the start of the season in a way. Um, they knew they were probably lacking on shooters a little bit. That's why they got Trevor reason and stuff like that. But, you factor in age, um, you factor in the injuries that have come, um, you know, it's like, it's like getting part of a shoe. You don't really know if it fits or not, you know, you got to get the whole thing on. You're not sure if it's super effective. Can I actually play basketball in these? But not, you don't know that if you don't have, you know, the heel of it or you don't have, you know, the front of the shoe, you never know that. Um, but they're trying to put that all together. Um, from an overall standpoint, we kind of knew they were going to struggle a little bit because of their age anyway, but it was going to come to like veteran execution at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is not the point where they need the veteran execution. You know, we put the, we push the panic button all the time, but uh, I, I just say, you know, when you're, you're the best player in the world, quote unquote, is uh, one of the oldest guys on the team and he's dealing with injuries as well. Um, and you already have an older team like that that kind of sets the tone for what you're kind of going to see, um, whether it be a certain time period or it could be the course of the year. You know, their hopes is that, hey, we make it to the playoffs. Hopefully, you know, we don't get an eight seed. Hopefully avoid um, that eight, seven, probably six matchup. If we can go five, four, three, two, one, that would be probably pretty ideal for us because we're just not going to – sometimes we're not going to run with the young boys in the regular season. We'll figure it out in the playoffs. Um, but we don't want to end up eight. Um, but even that, you know – who cares? Maybe the Jazz will finish eight. I mean, finish first and they'll finish eight. They'll still like, hey, let's just get into the playoffs. But they don't want to be in a play-in situation again. Um, just different things like that. Um, so the fit, uh, who knows um, how it's looking right now. Um, it's not looking the most effective. Yeah. And and it's a, it's a good and bad thing with Russell Westbrook right now. We know for a fact Ever since Katie's left, no matter he's been on Houston with Harden, OKC by himself, OKC with talent, Wizards with two stars, but a lot of, you know, um, he's never missed the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So this is one of the reasons why they kind of brought him in because, like, 
the way LeBron James teams have always been constructed, he he takes up such such the lion's share of orchestrating that offense and having to do what he has to do. Whenever he goes down, they just go nuts. Like it's it's proven every time we've seen that. Um, but Russ, Westbrook's built for this, so we know where Westbrook obviously is a little aged, but he has the ultimate durability. If you just take away that Beverly injury, that kind of fucked things up. He's going to be pretty durable. Um, my biggest question is pro- question mark is probably AD because till this day, every game I see him play, it looks like he's one you know play away from getting hurt. Knock on wood, he always wins and all shit like that. So if he can stay healthy with Russ, um, I think they'll be fine. Especially if Melo's going to be that solid third piece while they're just working these other injured players while LeBron's LeBron's probably going to be like, I'm not going to say necessarily like a Tim Duncan, but in the sense of like, he's going to play, but it's going to be on, let's say he's playing what 35, 36 minutes a game. I can see him playing like 30, 33 minutes a game now missing back to backs. He just wants to play for the championship. So yeah. that's why they brought Russ there. And honestly, if you look at the games they've been losing, a lot of it has been, or at least three or four of them, a lot of them have been because they just blew leads. Like they'll be up by like yeah. 20, 20, 27 at one point. And then that's age though. Just, that is age though. That yeah, that is age though. Those young those young the regular season is built for young cats, bro. It is built for young cats. That's why you need a good, healthy blend of veterans and young players. And I feel like their balance is like you said, more so on the veteran side as well, too. So hopefully Kendrick Nunn and, and THT can can be somewhat of a help. Um, but right now is going to be 500-level basketball, and they're just going to have to try to win the game um, and make timely stops and and just not turn the ball over as well, too. So I think they'll be fine. But yeah. in what we thought earlier, I can see them more being like a like a four through – anywhere between four to four to eight. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, that, those top three is going to be tough and shoot. I mean, I know we'll talk about them soon, but – the Warriors, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, aside from that, I mean, I definitely want to get into the Warriors right now. That not that what you brought up. This is fire, fire. Uh, you know, content after fire content. But the Warriors are nine and one right now, ladies and gentlemen. They're the top of the West, at the top of the East, at the top of the NBA. Um, and just to think that last year they were in the playing game. Um. And now they're looking like a well-oiled machine from the Warriors back in the day is 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 kind of scary. Um, Curry's averaging; he's not even playing up to his standards, up, up to his level of efficiency. Um, but he's still averaging twenty-eight points per game, seven assists, seven rebounds, shooting ninety-eight percent from the free throw line, thirty-eight from three, and forty-three from the field. Curry that we used to is probably going to give be realistically fifty, forty, ninety with that three-point uh-huh. probably being a little bit more than like 43 to 45%, which is ridiculous. Um, but this proves that Steve Kerr is a great coach. This proves that Steph Curry is a top – if you want to call him the best player right now, you can call him the best player right now, top three, top five, whatever you want to decide. But he's playing some damn good basketball, and he's having some major contributions from um, the people of old. And then, obviously, Jordan Poole's emergence – Damian Lee, um, with, with other role players as well too, they just Peyton. move the ball so effortlessly. Peyton, they just they just move the ball so effortlessly, effortless, effortlessly, <laughs> um, effortlessly, and it, and it's crazy. Uh, it feels like teams were built on, you know, beating them, but you can't beat them at their own game. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. the fact that they're light light years ahead of where they should be when Clay and Wiseman come back. Oh my it might be it might be crazy. Um, I'm just worried about how more so how's the lateral movement going to be for Clay. Clay's going to be fine uh-huh. offensively, but how is he going to be on the defensive end? Um, and then can Wiseman take that next step after getting experience last season going into this season? Um, if they can fit, you you, fly, you 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 swap out Looney for Wiseman and and have Clay, you know, obviously get his minutes back slowly. I think that the the sky's the limit for them. But you know, what are your thoughts on the Warriors right now? Um, and yeah, just yeah, just give me a spell on everything. How you feeling about them? Uh, I like them. I like. I mean, shoot, you know, uh, it's one of those things where you you always see. And we were wondering for a while, like, yeah, you know, when are they gonna blow this up? I, I had multiple comments. You could run our stuff back, like, yo, Steph's probably gonna end up in freaking Charlotte or something like that, stuff like that. But um, <laughs> they stuck to their stuck to their uh. 
to their guts and their guns. Um, that's uh, evidence of a good front office over there. Their draft their yeah. potential, um, their their map, their scheme. Um, you know, Wiseman Kane was still, uh, but then we start seeing stuff like this, where it's like, hey, we got a system. We're injured right now. All right, a year or two, which I mean, for fans, we just oh, we want it now, we want it now. But uh, you know, stay down. You already knew you had uh, somebody special and Curry. Um, they are still banking on a uh, clay when a lot of organizations might have been ready to say, Hey, you know, let's get this guy, get him on the court for a second and then get him out of here. Cause he's injury prone, such and such like that. But you know, this is a, these are guys that have three championships, even Draymond green, you know, him being, you know, the most awkward basketball player ever, but does everything you want him to do from a team standpoint that he makes that team go. And, you know, every time they bring somebody new in, you have to, you know, reckon with Draymond and, you know, listen to him because he is the IQ uh, of that team in a lot of ways. Him and Steph are on the same page all the time. Um, you know, Clay will get back. And they're almost putting themselves in the position to bring Clay back and play him limitedly because they're going to play him limitedly. But play him limitedly where he'll get his confidence, you know, depending on if it's pre-All-Star break and it's like, all right, you can get in for like 10, 15 a game, get some shots up, up and down some real game-like action, you know, try to move around. Or if it's after the All-Star break where they could have a spot solidified if they keep this up, you know what I'm saying? Because we're almost to December now, you know, and this is this is a true testament to their greatness. You know, they've been playing for a month and a half. They put another month and a half of basketball together where they're playing really well. It gets scary for the league because then they're out in front of the West. You have to deal with – you have to let the Lakers and all those other teams deal with that five and below uh, in the in the West because we already know the teams that are going to get those top seats in, in a way. Um, you put yourself in an amazing position. So I think the Warriors have impressed me. Uh, the front office has impressed me. You know, guys like Cole, um, Peyton being on that team over there, even uh, the big man, the, their center pickup, uh, the foreign guy who can, who can hoop. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's impressive, and they stuck to the guns, stuck to the system. I, I like it. I love it. You know, it's champions. You, even though they took a few years off, they look like they want to compete again. Mm-hmm. I love it. Remind me of the Spurs, man. Remind me of the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I guess my next question for you is, uh, it seems like Steph Curry's a little angry from last year with, with Jokic winning the MVP. You think he? You think Steph going for the MVP right now, too? Uh. Of course. I mean, you know, you look at somebody like that that just changes basketball. You know, he, he shifts. He's uh, listening to the Kanye West interview. He's the culture shifter. He's a he shifted the meter. You know, stuff like that. Maybe he shifts basketball. You know, I mean, who? Uh, uh, Kobe was a staple. I wouldn't say. I mean, you know, I would say with his fadeaways, but he was almost a reincarnated Jordan um, with an elite, detailed package. You know, um, but you talk about. Guys like Allen Iverson, Steph Curry, Michael Jordan, that, you know, when they're on the court, no matter what era they are in their career, of course, LeBron James, KD, no matter what era or what stage they are in their career, you know, it's the respect of, yo, they changed the game. KD being that tall, being a guard. Oh, my gosh. LeBron James being a freaking football tight in tight body, but being the best basketball player on the court, IQ-wise, all of that. Jordan bringing a level with athleticism to the game we've never seen. AI bringing the flashiness, the handles, the on-court, the off-the-court stuff, you know, really changing the game and stuff bringing just, you know, unlimited walk-in-the-gym kind of range that, you know, now we're preaching to our high school kids, look, you know, you drive for the advantage, kick it out. We want a three. Don't shoot a deep, don't shoot a deep two. Don't shoot, <laughs> don't shoot a pull-up jumper. Or, you know, if you're, if you're one-on-one, you know, going, if your man stays on, you just no help take that guy to the basket, you know, it's unheard of. You know, it's like even open threes, like when we were graduating high school, you know what I'm saying? That wasn't what people were preaching. But now this they changed the whole system of basketball. You being successful in basketball and you getting a look and a scouting uh, scenario is 90% Steph Curry. You know, unless you're just uber athletically gifted, you're a freak of nature, you have mm-hmm. to be able to do what? Hit a three be able to get to the basket and be able to at least take it out along with his handles are underrated. You know what I'm saying? His handles, we don't talk about him enough because it seems like every clip we see is him letting go of the ball, but we don't talk about him coming off the screens 
in and out, boom, or a snake, or boom, getting down into the lane, making the right read and stuff like that because he's taking a lot of the shots. But boy, like, he, he, a real game changer. So back to your question, do I think he's pissed off from that MVP? I think anytime that you're a game changer um, and you don't get acknowledged for it and you're a culture shifter, you know, you change things, you're not acknowledged for it, time in and time out, I think uh, I think that kind of tees you off. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And, yeah, they're just so tough to defend, man. So tough to defend. So, um, I mean, I know it's early, what, it's like a 10, 11-game sample size. Um, but, you know, just putting it out there into the universe. I don't want to, you know, come back to these archives. Um, you think they can get to the finals this year, possibly? You think that's the thing? Because I'm looking at the West right now. I don't know if Kawhi is going to come back. We don't know how the the veterans are going to last um, with the Lakers as well, too. Utah, I mean, yeah, they have Donovan Mitchell, but – I think they live and kind of die by Donovan Mitchell. Mike Conley still hasn't proven that he can be that second-hand score that he needs. Jordan Clarkson is pretty sporadic with the scoring. Rudy Gobert can be limited um, if you just get physical with him. And then, obviously, you take him away from the paint. The clip has proven that. And then uh, Michael Porter Jr., we will talk about him later. He's not yeah. playing right now. Um, so, I think – I mean, Phoenix – Maybe a good a good matchup against them, but looking at the rest of these teams, I don't trust Porzingis. Portland's not doing shit. It's pretty much I, wide open, I think. I think um, in this scenario, they are. A, I won't say a Suns team because they don't that that makeup that team makeup is not even the same. But uh, I'm not saying I say Spurs, I say Suns. Oh yeah, Suns. They're that team makeup not even the same, but um, if you just compare, like, oh, maybe a little bit injuries, maybe a little bit, you know, this kind of stuff. Um, I think they're in a much better position at this point right now than the Suns were. You know, you have veteran leadership. Again, these team, they these have people on the team that know how to win championships. So I mean, you and even what Andre Iguodala is back on that team too. You know, not saying he's going to be a top contributor to the team, but a locker room guy. These guys that have a whole bunch of energy um, and can contribute from a defensive standpoint and an offensive energy standpoint, like, bro, like, you're, you're leagues ahead of the game because you have veterans that know how to win championship. You have a somewhat healthy team that's only getting healthier, you know what I'm saying? Only getting healthier. And then right now you're winning these early games. You're enthusiastic about it. So when it comes down to bumps and bruise time in the season, you can take games off or, hey, we're going to the East on a road trip. Shoot. Hey, stop. Relax. Sit down. Sit down. You know what I'm saying? Or all these guys sit down. You know, relax. You know, you're not playing a back-to-back today because you don't need to. You don't need it. Um, so, again, them doing the due diligence now, um, along with the makeup of their team uh, currently, along with the possibilities of them getting a, a superstar caliber player, um, regardless of um, – you know, him having an injury or not, even if he's just a spot-up shooter on the floor, that still changes the game immensely. It changes the game immensely. Because you bring in, I mean, with no dribbles, and if you try to hide him on defense, possibly, but he's still 6'7", so you could hide him on defense, but boom, even better. You know, he's, he's maybe coming back two, three's game. Let's say he's nine points. So let's say he's nine, he's nine points off the bench. You know what I'm saying? And that's a very limited minute. So get him, get some touches, nine points. All right, cool, bring him out. You know what I'm saying? That's early on. Lord knows if he actually is still comfortable moving, um, depending on when they inject, you know, when they put, and I'm talking about play, um, when they put him in the lineup, uh, when they get him back in to start the season, if it's pre-All-Star break, it's really scary time for the league. If it's post-All-Star break, all right, cool, you know, you know, we probably won't see the actual real, real play until probably early next year. You know what I'm saying? God bless his health. Um, but if it's pre-All-Star break and he's getting those reps, real game reps in, the, the league should be on notice and the Western Conference for that matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe this is the bias in me, um, but not really. I mean, it's slightly biased, but it, it makes sense when I, when I think about it in my head. I think in the grand scheme of things, if people come back healthy and whatnot, I think their best matchup for the Warriors, because they're just so hard. There's a formula to go against them. I think yeah. their best their best match will probably be the Clippers, just because the Clippers can guard from one through five. They have 
just as good amount of shooters and they have great wing defenders to get physical with clay and with Steph as well too um so i think it could potentially that could that'll be a fire ass western conference finals i'd rather see that than lakers or whatever um i think that would yeah. be dope depending on if Kawhi come back but just throwing that out there into the universe um aside from that i kind of want to give flowers to um a couple teams in the Eastern Conference uh, who have kind of shocked me. Um, Miami, obviously they lost yesterday, which was Monday. Um, they're seven to three right now in the East. Uh, Jimmy Butler's averaging twenty five points per game, which is a you know career high. Um, Tyler Hero didn't do too well in the bubble. He didn't too, do too well this past year as well, and um, he's averaging twenty points per game. He seems like a pretty valid. Uh, arguably six men of the year in the conversation for that right now. Um, and obviously they revamped, they revamped their team, added Kyle Lowry, Morris, added PJ Tucker. Um, Victor Oladipo isn't even back yet. And they know mm-hmm. what it takes to to win, um, at least not championship, but to get there. They know what it takes. They have the coach. They have Bam, too, who's been playing even better. Um, I expected them to shoot a little bit more threes, but that's not really required right now for them. They, they have a pretty balanced group of players right now um so i really like them a lot uh you know any 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 thoughts on miami this year uh no just i mean always a blue collar team that comes to play um and excited to see them coming down the stretch because um you know we're, we're noticing more and more that that superstar status stuff i mean they have superstars on their team of course but just that like oh you know everything's pretty doesn't win championships you know or even that uh Yo, oh, we got these guys that teamed up. Ah, not so fast now. You know what I'm saying? Not so fast. It just, and I know, I know Laurie went down there, but people, his name's not synonymous with like a, oh, Kyrie, James Harden, and KD are teaming up. You know what I'm saying? You, they, people would argue that's, that's a poor man's version of any kind of big three, Bam, Jimmy, and, and, uh, and, and Lowry. But, you know, when it comes to doing what's necessary to win games, and so when, you know, grimy stuff, grimy games, uh, play the defense, make the reads, uh, just do whatever needs to be done, that's the team that you don't want to sit across from. You know, they, they, they're going to they're gonna beat anybody on any given night because they feel like they should be there. So um, mm-hmm. he always play like that. That's just the culture they made, you know, Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, and, um, you know, and company. Yeah, they've done a great job of building around their superstar player, Jimmy Butler, um, obviously he's a superstar in my eyes. Last year was, I think, an anomaly, and I think the Bucks were just hungry. And then when you add B.J. Tucker oh. and you add Drew Holiday, I mean, the clamp's going to be there. <laughs> That's why Miami got P.J. Tucker this year. You know what I'm saying? They're like, ah, nah, we ain't going against you. Um, yeah. If they keep it close, um, which I think they can, they they had, like I said, they've been there before. Kyle Lowry is actually a floor general. They, they never really had a floor general these past couple of years, at least since Jimmy's yeah. been there. Drogic yeah, and Jimmy and like, bam, Denver. like, and Drogic. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So they finally got that floor general. You know he's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to do things that don't pull up on the stat sheet. He's going to make his threes. He's going to get to the rack. He's going to draw fouls, and he's just going to dictate the game and create looks for other players as well, too. So in the playoffs and the fourth quarter is just give it to my best player. And Jimmy can, he may not be known as a scorer, but Jimmy gets buckets. Like when it's all said and done, if it's a close game, he can win you game. So yeah, the sky's the limit for them this year. Um, So we definitely going to see, you know, what happens with them moving forward as well too. But I really love what I'm seeing right now, especially with some uncertainty on certain teams in the East. Um, Bulls, man, what are your impressions of the Bulls? They're seven and three right now, tying with the Miami Heat. I think Miami Heat has the win over them, so they automatically have the third seed. Um, I love their big four. I, I think they're too top heavy, and it, it'll be nice if they can get some veterans as well. But Vucevic, Demar, who's been playing amazing, damn, like where was this in San Antonio? Um, <laughs> Lonzo and then obviously Levine. Um, in which the team is built around, they're doing a pretty damn good job, and, and it's pretty nice to see. Um, another historic franchise team, you know, be relevant again. We have a lot of major yeah. city teams are relevant again now. Lakers, Sacramento, you got the Warriors, you got New York, both teams in New York, Boston, all the historic franchise are teams that have been 
at least within this, you know, this millennium has been, they've been doing pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. This century been doing pretty good, but um, yeah. What are your thoughts on the bulls this year? You think it's just the, okay, we put you guys on notice kind of like how Phoenix did in the bubble and they may go, you know, go to the first round and, you know, take a, t- a tough team like the bucks or like the nets, you know, six games and be like, oh, okay, they built something next year. I expect them to take that next round. Like what do you expect from the, uh, from the bulls this year? I don't know. I think these are season-hungry guys. And when you start talking about veterans, like, hey, they need a vet. Um, I'm wondering, like, you know, what's what's your idea of a vet for that team? Because, I mean, DeMar DeRozan's a vet. You know, these guys have been in the league. Zach Levine, I mean, even though he's, you know, probably what, mid-20s, a little bit later than that, possibly, um, he's still, you know, had to go and struggle. He's been he's, – he's, he's improved because the first game, you know, he's a dunker. Oh, he's hitting threes. Oh, he's leading this team. Now he really looks like within his element. Uh, Lonzo Ball, who, you know, we'll say big moment. Maybe not basketball court-wise, but even, like, you could you could argue him being in college was super big moments. He played for the Lakers. Um, dude's a, a, a pro, and, and with pro. that kind of – he's a pro, and with that kind of exposure, even going back to his family, he's a, you know – He's, he's a vet within that mindset. I'm not saying, you know, he's a quote-unquote LeBron James or Carmelo or anything like that as far as, like, that tenure kind of thing. But I think this team has some leadership, has some veterans, um, with, you know, that have, we say vet, been in the league more than three or four years with the experience to either, hey, I got my ass kicked or, hey, um, you know, I've been to the, to the playoffs. Now, when you talk about veteran, maybe you talk about uh, guys that have made it deep in the playoffs. Um, and, and, and DeMar DeRozan, unfortunately, you know, kind of got robbed of that when he got traded to the Spurs, you know, getting to the conference finals or uh, quote unquote, getting to uh, the finals per se. But in a, in, a, in a new and emerging East where the best team that we say might be composed is struggling because they got um, Kyrie, who has his beliefs about the vaccination, um, whereas James Harden, who has kind of struggled. Um, for we could say conditioning purposes or rule change purposes, um, and then you know, KD being there, who's been probably the most consistent piece. Um, there they haven't been consistent in that. So right now, it's been about the teams that can come out hot, uh, can put it together, and can keep that momentum going into the uh, going into the stretch of the, of the, of the season post All Star break. Um, and, you know, keep their composure, keep their stripes about them. Um, it would disappoint me if this team got exited first round of the playoffs. Um, so I'm going hopefully for them to win a, uh, win at least one series. And if they exit a second round exit, it would be a battle. But they ha- they could they have the potential to be a contender. But I, I know there may be some moves that might be made by other teams, um, by the Phillies, by the Boston's, and such and such. But they they have the possibility to be a contender. The way they're playing now, we're not. Let me not be a prisoner of the moment. But if a team like this can be consistent. We talk about veterans. We talk about consistency. That's what we're looking for. And we won't know that until another month and a half to go. Very pivotal part of the season we're in. Yeah, what I like about them as well, too, like you said, they all have a story. You know, Lonzo, you know, we thought he was going to be a Laker for life, at least when he got drafted there. And mm-hmm. he kind of gets he, – he kind of battles injuries. Obviously, they want to – they're in the rebuilding phase, but if you can get a LeBron James who basically is your rebuild, then we're going to live with that as well, too. So he's been moved around. Um, he's been through injuries. Like you say, he's a seasoned vet. DeMar Rosen, like you said, coming up short a lot as well, too. We know what it takes to win. Vucevic has tasted playoffs once or twice as well, too. Levine's still trying to prove himself. We know he's a scorer, but now, all right, now what's your, what's your next step? So I like it, and I like early. It's early on, too, but it's a good chemistry building for them because a lot of games that they won have been games when they've been down um, and they've coming back as well too. So that's going to yeah. be great for them in the grand scheme of things. So like you said, they could win that, you know, that round of the playoffs. And then like you said, you kind of go into someone like the Bucks or like the Nets who are favorites, you can see them giving them a battle. So yeah, I like them as well too. Um, I wanted to say, you know, prayers going up to Colin Saxon. I think he tore his meniscus, but the Cavs oh, have yeah. been, pretty damn good um seven to four which is very shocking to me fifth in the east as well too looks like their rebuilds going going very very well um 
but we'll see how they kind of hold up. I, I like them this year. They just kind of remind me of um, the Hawks from, I think, okay, 2014 yeah. or something like that. When it was Corver, okay. Millsap, or, or uh, Horford. Like, I think they had like four All-Stars and they had the number one record um, in the Eastern Conference. And obviously LeBron James said, uh, to hell with that. But every, there's no like superstar on their team, but they all have players who are capable of getting buckets anywhere between like 10 to 12 points per game. Like they're like from, you know, six, seven, there's six, seven men deep. Um, so yeah. so I like that as well too. So and we'll young. See how that, yeah, and they're young. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, so shout out to them. And then also shout out to, you know, our home team, the wizards, they're seven and three. Um, I'm, I'm a little shocked about that as well too, with, you know, Montrez, Spencer, Kyle Kuzma coming along. I didn't know I didn't know what to expect out of Spencer, but it looks like he really never missed any time. Um, obviously he's still trying to find his footing, but he's been pretty consistent. Um Bill's taking this Bill doesn't have to be that guy that, that gives that has to give you 30 for them just to have a chance to win. He's got help along the way. Um, so I think they've been doing pretty good um for a rebuild in the sense as well, too. Going moving away from Russell Westbrook and, and John Wall. What are your thoughts on the Wizards? Um, I like them. Uh, and funny thing is, I haven't really been up to date on the Wizards, but <laughs> I'm excited they're doing well. I I just saw a couple of clips, but we know this guy is a star in uh in um in Jalen from Houston. Uh, what's the Jalen's last name? Uh, but he's a beast. I saw him cooking uh Kyle Kuzma during the uh the preseason, but lo and behold, Jalen. Cooks everybody. He's just a freaking nature. He's an amazing basketball player. Could argue that he could have been number one or you know the number one pick. Um, so I think uh, me seeing that, I was like, oh my god, it's going to be travesty. Kuzma can't play defense, you know, whatever, whatever. But uh, they again, they have a team that's been built by committee. A whole bunch of blue collar teams um, in the Eastern Conference, but the price went up. So. Uh, that pretty stuff in the West was cool. The price went up on these guys that are working the nine to fives, and they, you know, they're using their money for investments. and They're going crazy over here on the, on the East Coast. Maybe cold on the East Coast, you know what I'm saying? And it might not rain over there on the West Coast, but look, they they getting their money over here. That's how it's going. So um, I'm excited about the Eastern Conference as a whole, and even the Wizards, who we have a, I won't say love hate, but love and then hate when you love them too much because they always do it wrong. That's all. Mm. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting, man. I think it's one of those things with the level of uncertainty with um, Kyrie. Obviously, it's early, so I'm not even really concerned about the Bucks right now. It's more so just getting their, their big three healthy. Uh, once they do that, they've already been there. They, they know what it takes to get there, so I'm not really concerned about them. Um but Ben Simmons, man, obviously he, he came back in the news um, from hiding in the bushes. Uh, so basically the latest saga on Ben Simmons, um, he was basically just him and Rich Paul trying to figure out a way to not play, force their way out and still get paid um, and not be with the team for the most part, I guess. Yeah. So basically uh, he said he mentally wasn't fit to come back into work and the Sixers have been trying to get them to um, – get Ben Simmons to go to their, their, I think their medical specialist to discuss um, his mental health issues and he's been denying it. But I think even with him denying, I think they were still taking money uh, from his salary. So he finally met with them as well too. Um, So I don't know what's expected uh, out of all that as well too. And I don't know if he's going to have to eventually play and whatnot, but um, the 76ers have been doing pretty well with them um, right now. I think they're number one in the East which is crazy. Um, obviously, Joel Embiid just got COVID, but uh, for for Joel Embiid to basically take on that leadership and say, I'm that guy, I can I can do it, I, I can work with whoever, um, that's that's great. Um, but, man, I mean, it's still the same thing as well. Do you think Ben Simmons is going to eventually um, get traded? Or, like, how do you think this pans out? What, like, what would you do? He'll get traded um, to – the most fitting better. I don't know what that looks like. I don't. I don't. <laughs> like Joel Embiid uh, said, I don't care about that man. But uh, I mean, I mean, he'll get traded whenever they can get him out of there. They know what's going on. Like you said, you know, he's trying to get traded. They're trying to force him out. But sports trying to get him out of there. Um, and you know, good for them. They found a way to do it. But the dude is also losing money. 
um, the same way. And it's making, I mean, the media, the way we see it, the way the headlines we get it, it's making it look like, oh my gosh, you know, what's going on even further. Uh, so, and, and mentally ready to play, you know, God forbid, um, all shout out to anybody that's dealing with mental health, but mentally uh, not ready to play or whatever like that almost sounds, I mean, in this situation almost looks like, hey, I just don't like playing with you guys. Like, so let's figure something out. I'm not going to get back on the court with you guys, you know, and hopefully to trying to, you know, salvage his paycheck somehow, some way. But even even that is like he's willing to just like lose that money and figure it out later. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think he he's done. We'll never see him in a Celtics jersey again. But whenever the actual trade comes up to where is him and the other team discuss the hey y'all I'll play or hey you know I'm ready to go and not playing for this team again or playing for the city again, they'll do it. Um, I feel like in conspiracy theory land, the more he drags this out, the more. I mean, even being young, his time in the league could be limited. You know what I'm saying? Like, could be very limited because elephants never forget. Definitely, uh, the older people in the offices that don't move positions or they just switch positions in different teams, um, they know. It's like, hey, you know, one day, if you could be talking to this guy that, you know, could put a line in for you, but that guy could become the guy that's over here with the Sixers in two years, somehow, somewhere. You know, you never know. Um, and it's just unfortunate to see cats like that. Um, it's unfortunate his situation in general, you know, but I, I just hope it works out to where he can continue to play basketball because he's a good, great basketball player. But with every second it takes, it, it, it makes me question, you know, how long would this guy be in the league, uh, you know, almost seemingly pissing a lot of people off because, oh, we can't trade for him. Um, oh, we can't get rid of him. How does he help anybody at this point? And how, do, how does he even generate a market for himself? And how do you look somebody in, his, in their face that has been playing, that has been putting the work in, uh, that might be a blue-collar guy and say, yo, I'm, we're taking him, um, you know, from a moral standpoint almost. Like, yo, this guy hasn't played. He caused all that turmoil for his last team. Um, and I'm not going to – I probably – you probably have veterans and people on your squad that already like this guy or this kid or this new guy or this guy that's been fighting, has been putting up 10 points a game, five rebounds, playing defense um, for the last six months, eight months, shoot, between the G League and the NBA uh, and, and the official team uh, for your squad. Um, so how can you look that guy in the face and say, hey, this guy who hasn't played in a year, if it gets to that point, how can you look him in the face and say, yo, I'm going with him? That's a tough, that's a tough get, man, and it almost – you wouldn't touch him simply because your locker room, simply to, to save face for a future to come, you know, because it's all about relationships in this business. But that's my spill on that. Uh, but Laura knows. Mm. Yeah, bro. It's just crazy because, like, we would be saying, well, we don't know exactly what we'd be saying. So I, I just think of James Harden situation last year. Obviously, he pulls up the training camp and whatnot, but he comes in not, not fit. And obviously, we know he's a 30-plus point per game score he's not really giving effort and then he just comes out to the media saying like i'm, I'm basically done playing with you i gotta trade me type shit so um it's crazy that ben simmons thinks he's in that same breath as a Kawhi leonard who forces his way out of um san antonio ad basically forces his way out of the pelicans i just feel like their credentials speak for itself obviously you know he's a ben simmons we know what his talent is um, but we haven't seen him play to his potential. So I think it's just one of those things where it's like, we're not going to trade you right away. Like, what have you done? You know what I'm saying? We're just going to hold uh-huh. tight and we're just going to see what the best options are for us. Um, uh-huh. And I think that best option is what's been speculated as of late, that Jalen Brown, that uh, Jalen Brown rumor. I think that'll be, that'll be dope. Honestly, it looks like Doc, Doc is a great coach. They have veterans in Danny Green, Seth Curry, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. Then you add Jalen Brown there with those young pieces. If it's just a straight up for uh, straight up trade, I think Joel Embiid has a closer that he can lean on in a Jalen Brown, who's been pretty damn consistent. Obviously, we didn't really get to see him in the playoffs, but um, he has been to the conference finals before. He's had made deep playoff runs, so. Um, with him averaging 26.6 rebounds, shooting 50% from the three and 40% from um, three. I think that would be a good fit. And with the Celtics, you, you know, you, you're, you're banking on him, Ben Simmons, you know, being more than what he's advertised to be. 
which is just a floor general who can guard multiple positions um, and, and doesn't like to shoot. If he if he can start shooting and, and um, you know, be more aggressive with Jason Tatum, um, because if it seems like Jason Tatum is still learning how to uh, be that playmaker and that that leader leader for the team, um, I think the Celtics will be fine as well, too. Um, but it's just one of those things where we just – you know, we just have to, you know, kind of roll with the punches and see where it, where it's going from there and whatnot. So that's that. Man, what's good with your boy, man? What's good with your boy Zion? I mean, obviously, you know, he's recovering from a foot injury right now. But a lot of people have been, you know, you know, throwing throwing shade his way, um, you know, joking on his weight, yada, yada, yada. Um, the only thing I'm really concerned about is just I, I'm not concerned about his talent. I'm just concerned about his durability. If he can stay durable, he's going to be that franchise player. Um, and if you build around him right, they're going to make deep runs. He just has that it factor. Uh, but I mean, what do you? How, how you? How you feel about Zion? Do you think he can still be Zion? It's just early in his career. People would just go through the injury bugs, but it seems like nothing's changed with him from a physical um, standpoint. And he, I don't even think he's played a full season. It's but his third year. But what are your what are your thoughts on Zion, man? He's going to be a young Blake Griffin, the way this is panning out. Uh, and I'm saying that he's shit. he's going to relinquish his uh, go-to guy ability. And this was only for probably about a month or two when we saw him in the NBA before he kind of got injured. And they you know, kept saying, hey, we're not going to play him because of this and the third. Um, he's going to relinquish that. Got to take a pay cut. He keeps wanting to force him his way to the uh, to the to the Knicks and play with his boy uh, RJ and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not sure that's going to be a, a straight a straight line. You know what I'm saying? But almost it looks like the value is diminishing now. Um, the Pelicans will be back in the lottery very soon. Um, he'll go about his way. Who knows if they'll get you know any pieces for him. I'm not sure what his contract is right now, but it just doesn't. He's he's not he's not doing. It's not happening in in New Orleans at least. Um, he might be totally fine coming off the bench for for a possibly two year down the road contender quote unquote Nick team possibly. You know that's where he forces his way to. Um, but it's not happening for the Pelicans with with him. It's not. He's upset with the the team or. Whatever's going on, it's not happening with the Pelicans for him. He's ready to go. He's been ready to go. Um, and injury after, hey, we're going to sit this guy down after whatever, whatever it is. It's just – it's a cycle, and he doesn't have the credentials to all, right now to be demanding that stuff. He's, is he a great player? Can he dunk the ball and boom, boom, boom? Yes, he gave people fits when he was playing. But who knows what that looks like? All right, you come back from a foot injury. You still got to go play uh, high-level pros and these new young boys and such and such, so on and so forth. He's a freaking nature, but still, you haven't done much. You know, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> so um, I think the route he's taken is clearly out of the Pelicans, clearly out of New Orleans. Mm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's just crazy, man. Um, so hopefully he don't sell a rookie extension. Um Comes on like agent, gets healthy, and we'll see what happens with that as well, too. Man, um nowadays when when you just think of Dame, is he's pretty much has it written on the wall. It's it's loyalty over everything and, and not running from the grind and whatnot. So I hate that. Um I, I love I it, but it I hate it. I, love it, <laughs> I hate, hate it for it, him. Man. Cause it's like, yeah. yo, just <sighs> Yeah, it's so. crazy. Yeah, so so the Blazers are ninth in the West right now, um, currently at five and five. And I think the most alarming thing to me is the last two seasons, Dane's been averaging damn near thirty um, both seasons, and this year, everything um, compared to not only his last two seasons but his career is just all down. Um, so I think for career average, he averaged like twenty four points per game this year. He's averaging. Um, 19 points, eight assists, four rebounds, shooting 35% from the field and 25% from three. Um, do you think he's in a funk right now? Um, do you think he just owes, he feels like he owes an organization so much loyalty to the point where it's just like, this is his only way to force himself out? Because this is not like Dame to be playing like that. Like, he's not hurt. 
team is pretty much the same. Um, honestly, you didn't really lose anything. So it's just kind of mind-boggling how he's playing. But I feel like loyalty shouldn't be everything as well, too, just because a team realized what your potential can be. Um, you've put your time in. You put those 10,000 hours in with this organization. You've always put those 10,000 hours in, um, being from the jump to even get to the league as well, and, and whatnot as well, too. My only thing is, like, if he's truly internally happy with his decision, then that's fine. But I know people who are competitive. There's a part of you, if you feel like you are on that that Mount Everest in your head, you want to get championships. There's a whole point of playing basketball is to get championships. You already proven who you are as an individual player, as a star, as a superstar. Now it's like, do you want to win? Um, yeah. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on this situation? You think it's going to be something where he just rots there um, and he – goes down as Portland's best player. Um, and obviously there's going to be another player that comes around. may not be a good assistant, but he could probably get those accolades if he stays within that organization. Or, you, like, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, yeah, it seems like that's what's going to happen. I mean, every, with every comment that I hear from him, what it could have been, it could have easily, you know, this this last summer said, hey, you know, this is not working out. Let's go ahead and, you know, get this ball moving. You know, I like how the, how the Knicks are looking. It would be nice for me over there, stuff like that. I mean, it could have very easily happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, a scenario like that, not saying going to the Knicks could have very easily happened, but just a scenario where he should have said, yo, let me get out of here. And it could have still been a very similar uh, situation where, hey, you know, not per se loyalty, but, hey, I'm the guy here, and I have a chance of winning a, a championship because they have been in a place where, they, you know, they could get beat, hasn't worked out, you know. You could argue about talent, whatever like that. But he's the guy that hits the game winners. He sends the teams home early, you know, all that stuff. But it's like you've only done so much. You, you can only do so much in certain places. Um, definitely in this league where I don't – I mean, that's almost like taking like that rat mentality, like the toxic rat mentality and applying it to business. And that can be really bad business, you know. Um, like it, just in general, you know, like yo, like loyalty over everything. Yo, I'm only working with these people. It's like, nah, bro. You might need another producer to make you a hot track. You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna be working with the same. You might be working with them over an overall standpoint, executive standpoint, but you're gonna want a different beats on your album to get that Grammy. You, know, you only want different beats on the album to change up your flow a little bit. You're gonna want different writers in the room for you to make a banging song so on and so forth. Are you familiar with those people? Yes. But sometimes, you know, to get to that next level, you don't stay with that. And, and to box yourself into organizations that, you know, they're going to make money off of you. <laughs> they're, all, they're always going to make money off of you, Dane. Um, and, you know, the whole quote unquote built different. And by golly, by God, maybe Dane's built different, you know, in the in the craziest sense of the word. word. Um, it's a beautiful thing to say, yo, I am the best. That's the him baking on something. I'm the best. Um, I can do this without all that hoopla. Um, and even more so now, I believe that because I, I know, I know. Um, and cool. I just, I'm arguing that like, yo, you really put yourself in a box every time you have a comment like that because everybody else can do these things. If it's a bad season, if it's more than they, you know, want to freaking put up or deal with, it's like, yo, let me get out of here because the players have that power right now. But dog, every time you say something like that, you take yourself out of this conversation. Or you take yourself, um, you take that weapon away from yourself of like, yo, I could make a decision to get out of here and go play for a better contender team, a team that has it together, a team that, you know, maybe will have a legit shot and not have to struggle um, here and there. And I have to put up 30 points, you know, every year of my prime, you know, and so on and so forth. But uh, more power to him. I love it. I love the mindset, but it's tough in today's day and age to see that. And he's such a great player. He's somebody you want to win, but you can almost sometimes guarantee that they're not going to win simply because of his situation. Honestly, yeah. Shame on their GM and their owners, honestly. Um, shame on them for just wanting to get, you know, just get tickets, just make money. They clearly mm -hmm. don't care about winning because if they cared about winning, they would have tried their best to land a star to go along Damian Lillard. We saw other small market teams land a star or not. If you're not a one day or a one B type, you know, uh, players, mm -hmm. they haven't done that. 
I don't think he really demanded them, demanded that out of them as well, too. And then if you're trying to compete, if you notice you keep getting to like the eight, seven seed or you get to the playoffs, you get knocked out the first round as and and this formula has been going on for years and years and years. It's just like, yo, I'm going insane right now. Like I got to switch something up. So I think from the GM perspective, it's time to move on from this Damon CJ experiment, whether that means you take CJ away to get someone better or you just blow it up with both of them. We saw what OKC did with all of them. So mm-hmm. I would start over. Um, yeah, OKC looks great. <laughs> and OKC is looking like they're about to build something. They got picks for years. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be something where it's going to get to a point where the organization, they're going to try to change the narrative and say the organization wants to move on from this experiment so it doesn't look bad on him. But I feel like it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. And I don't know if his play is highlighting that as well, too, but it's, it's just kind of weird. Um, so we'll see how that, that unfolds as well. Too. I mean, it's still early. You know what I'm saying? He could wake up one day like me. I just woke up one day. Came back from visiting all y'all, and I told him, bro, I was like, yo, I want to quit my fucking job right now. Like, <laughs> I got money saved up, but let me just, like, get some unemployment for a little bit. Let me figure out what the next move is. Like, I hate this shit type shit. So maybe you can wake up one day and be like, fuck this. I'm going to do me. I'm going to live with it because you're only ever going to be you. Um, and time exactly. is limited. So it is what it is. But, exactly. um, man, Kyrie Irving, bro. Um, Kyrie. <laughs> uh yeah man he hasn't played um since the since the playoffs in in the summertime man um obviously we know uh that he's not technically anti-vax but um he believes in you know not having to subject yourself to whatever you you know you have to do so um what are your thoughts on you know the situation do you think he's gonna play and it's just kind of crazy with everything going on with like Aaron Rodgers, obviously he just got fined. Obviously the, the NFL handles things differently. And one of the biggest things is New York's mandate is the reason why, you know, he can't play right now, you know what I'm saying? Which sucks. But when he stands up for what he believes in, he's looked as a cancer to the locker room. He's basically not being loyal to Katie and Harden. Um, and, and they basically just try to vilify him, say he's crazy and all this and this and that um, because he just chooses not to conform. And I respect that. Um, but what are your thoughts on, you know, how they vilify him and they kind of give Aaron Rodgers a brush on the shoulder and then Kyrie in the in the, in the long-term game? Um, do you see him playing? Do you see him getting vaccinated? Like what happens next? Uh, I think uh, that new mayor up there is probably going to be the reason uh, that some stuff is switched or whatever it is that could possibly be a um, be a deterrent. So whereas he might not have to get vaccinated um, and uh, then he's able to also still play as well. I think some political stuff might be in the works room and, and quite possibly. Um, so we might see him. We'll probably see him play way before we see Ben Simmons play. Um, also, um, we know it, that was going to happen between Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie Irving. We knew that was going to happen. We knew that. Like, come on now. Like, there's nothing that I've seen the last two, three years just to put that time span to where it's like, oh, you know, Aaron Rodgers not going to be vaccinated. I could look at Aaron Rodgers and I could tell you, yeah, he won't vaccinate it and he didn't give a damn. <laughs> and won't nobody going to say nothing either. He, he, he tried to. Bro, he did the same thing. Kyrie's done literally the same thing. Like y'all want to be here, such and such. You know, if we compare Kyrie to being what in Boston or Cleveland, like, y'all want to be here, get me out of here. All right, nah, I'm not really with that vaccinated stuff. All right, cool. All right, say something. Say something. Hey yo, this is my last year here. All right, cool. Don't say nothing to me, Kyrie. Hey yo, I'm not trying to get vaccinated. You know what I'm saying? I just want to talk about this, Kyrie. Oh my god, it's like. But y'all weren't talking to him like that. Yo, 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 Kyrie, chill, chill. You weird. You mad weird, dog. Dog, you mad weird. You be on that weird stuff, man. Go get vaccinated, bro. Such and such like that. Yo, we can't. What has he done? He's, you know, such and such. He, you know, this shouldn't feel like that, whatever, like that. Aaron Rodgers and people of that nature and status. And I love Aaron Rodgers, but they can do whatever they want. The media is not going to look at them the same way they're not going to look at Kyrie. They're not going to put the same headline out as the same headline they're going to give Kyrie. If Kyrie says that pink's his favorite color, 
they're going to print the headline that Kyrie hates blue. If Aaron Rodgers said that pink's his favorite color, they're going to say that Aaron Rodgers donates $10,000 and wears pink underwear every game to show love to pink. And blue loves that. That's going to be the freaking headline. We know, we know this game called media. We know it. We know it. We're, I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> it's nonsense. But uh, I think Kyrie will play way before Ben Simmons will play. Um, if that, but I think they're fed up with him and uh, with the Knicks, uh, not Knicks, with the Nets. Um, like every team seems to get fed up with him. Uh, you know, you know, it, it, it doesn't pay to be different a lot of times uh, unless you're different and making people money with it. But when it comes to some stuff that's going to keep you off the court, it's going to be hard. So, you know, say this cost them a playoff opportunity, you know, go ahead and pack your bags, but say, hey, we're going to get them around January like that. We're going to keep it cooking. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, hey, we'll keep them or maybe hey, we'll get a, we'll get a guard. You know, we still got James Harden, KD. And even that, you know, James Harden was almost struggling. You know, KD's the only person we really feel like keeping. And you could argue, look, K-Ring, Kyrie, a boy. So if you really want to keep KD, you know, it's, it's, it's a jigsaw puzzle you have to play as a management game, but mm-hmm. Kyrie's not helping himself uh, with some of the after comments, not even like the whole, I'm not getting vaccinated comment, but the whole, you know, it's not that I don't believe in vaccine thing. When you start double backing yourself, it's tough sometimes. Yeah. So that's essentially why the league is wide open right now because they should be the favorites, but no Kyrie, no ring. That's a fact. Um, that's crazy. But yeah, man. Before we end things, who who has been who have you been um, impressed with the most by you know this this in this entirety of the of the NBA season so far? Who well, I've been impressed with the most? Um, my mid game uh, closer in Demar Derozan. I've been really uh, excited about him. I've been excited about Jalen Green. Of course, he's been a hooper, hooper, hooper. Um, and when I say the Martin Mosin, I mean, you know, the Bulls in general, they're, you know, I'm almost damn near bandwagon for them right now. Uh, let's see who else, who else? Uh, John Morant is playing his ass off, boy. That kid is ridiculous. And, you know, bouncy. Um, hopefully he stays healthy almost a, uh, very D Rose like, you know what I'm saying? Pre injury. Hopefully he stays like that. And you know, hopefully he's very sturdy. Um, but just what he generates, how he gets up and down the floor is pretty ridiculous. Um he's been in the league for three years now. So I'm very excited about him uh coming from a, a mid major program. Um there's another guy. There's another guy. Uh of course, you know, back piggyback off of um Seth Curry, um Jordan Pole Pole. Um, you know, him being that spark guy for the Warriors, it's been pretty dope. Um, and then, you know, as the, the Heat as an organization, um, also shout out to LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges. So just, you know, just trade shout out. So I've been impressed with almost. So um, excited about all those teams um, and uh, excited about the Heat because, you know, they're getting guys like Oladipo back could still essentially be 20 points a game. You know, if, you know, we never know. You never know. I'm not saying he's going to get all those touches, but he essentially could be 10 to 15 points a game where he's going to be, it's going to be a tough team to beat if, if they get like that, you know. So uh, those are those are teams I've been impressed with. Yeah, yeah. And I've literally had everything um, as far as players and teams with who are who I was impressed with. Obviously, you alluded to not only Jimmy Butler by Miami, but Tyler Hero has been uh, putting in that work as well, too. Um, obviously, we know Kawhi PG's been putting in that work as well, too, which I've been pretty impressed by. Impressed by. And then Jerry Allen uh, from the Cavs, um, he's, mm. he's been looking great. Um, so it makes me think, yeah, you got to check him out. I'm like, damn, Rudy Gobert, who? I wish they still had him, but you had to get Harden, so you had to get rid of uh, Allen. But boy, oh boy, that would have been um, crazy for them oh. to have a rim protector like him. So. Any last things you want to say for, you know, episode 116 of the season show? Um, dang, do I have my, my late night wrap-up? Lord, it tells you how tired I am. Um, <laughs> let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. 
Um, oh, okay. Uh, we'll do it like this. Hey, it's getting darker. Um, it's getting colder. Um, and, and first and foremost, ladies, uh, put that gas in your car early in the daylight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, communicate with somebody when you're heading home. Uh, you know, uh, just be aware. Don't stay in your car. Get right out. Park as close as you can to the doors um, of your building, if possible. Um, we, we love our sisters um, and, and anybody that identifies how they identify. Um, we want to protect you and um, in every single way and um, and, 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 and scenario. Um, and we know this is a crazy, crazy world we live in. So um, take those precautions. You know, you see the little things on social media where it's like, yo, um, you know, do this, do that, do that. There. And it sucks that you guys have to live with a checklist. But if we, as brothers with a platform, uh, reiterate that to you all, um, you know, if you are in our life where you have somebody, you know, you can like hit up in those situations when it's late at night or when it's, you know, just darker than usual early to say, hey, I'm coming home such and such, uh, Karen, you know, you just check on me when I get in, or hey, uh, will you mind, you know, walking me here, here, or there, um, you know, so be it. We want you to be safe, protected, and uh, um, we want you to be around uh, as long as God uh, God allows that to be, and we don't want anything harm to happen to you. Uh, piggybacking off of that, when it comes to darkness, seasonal, anything, depression, uh, you know, you kind of just feel away. Um, just, you know, you're adequate. You're worth it, um, and, and, and you're, you're, you're you know you're, you're more than you know somebody would have thought, or you're more than somebody could have imagined in a lot of ways. So don't don't ever get you know too deep down on yourself. Don't take yourself too seriously. Bounce back. Reach out to somebody. Find that sunshine even in the darker months. So that's my spin on that. <laughs> for sure, for sure, and also. Um... Prayers up to the family uh, and the individual passed away from the Travis uh, Scott concert. Mm-hmm. That was pretty crazy. Um, and also, Joe Biden, uh, can you cancel student debt? <laughs> that would be great. Everybody just like, let's sign a petition or something. Like, let's let's get on board with that because they, they can't not only tax us, but, you know, make us do that BS. But I know at the end of the day, all, all everything aside, man, just continue to be yourself. Um, authenticity is, is the way of life. Um, yeah. Continue to be yourself and do what you're passionate about and, you know, put those 10,000 hours in and, and you'll be good. But ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 116 of the season show featuring trade day XXIV. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure to subscribe rate comment and share and we'll be back with another fun-filled episode later we out peace